backseat quarterbacks, please subscribe. Perhaps Fur Price, Feel My Coors Light, Silver Bullets, how about that? Um, I saw you drinking those in the video, man. And listen, here's, and heaters. <laughs> Drink Coors Light. Like, drink it after you do the fight. You know what? Forget it. Forget it. Be you, okay? And if you is drinking silver bullets while you do the podcast, so be it. Maybe you get a sponsorship out of it. Perhaps any flight. Um, in fact, drink more. <laughs> Go ahead. Hello, everybody. On tonight's episode of Backseat Quarterbacks, I'm joined by Benny and Steven as we go over everything that happened over the NFL weekend. Four great games. But let me give you some names. Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes, Allen. The best four quarterbacks this season are facing off next weekend. I cannot wait. This is These are the matchups that I think every fan of football wanted, and we are getting them. As the intro you just heard uh, was a cameo by Stu Gotts. He's telling you, please subscribe to the podcast and drink a lot of Coors Light, and maybe maybe they can sponsor this podcast finally. I've been uh, begging them, Stu. I've been begging them, everybody. They need to sponsor this. Listen, I'm burning a hole in my pocket with all the Coors Light I buy. Yeah, that's, that's one of the 16 ounces over right now. Silver Bullet. Um, let me take a sip real quick. That is cold as the Rockies, my friends. Speaking of Rockies, I might be going to Denver for the law school. Who knows? Personal, personal pride. Hopefully, hopefully I get in. Who knows? Um, we talk about all the four games, or all, all four games that happened this weekend, and then we also at the end talk about all the head coaching hires and the jobs that remain. So there's there's eight jobs that were on the market. Six of them have been filled. Two remain. Uh, the two best candidates haven't got a job yet. That's Brian Dayball and Eric Bieniemy. The last two jobs I wouldn't take if I were either of them. But we talk about it all at the end. So it's a great episode. It's I actually think this is one of our best. And if you enjoy Benny, Steve, and I speaking about sports, uh, I think you'll enjoy this one. Look at I'm a little prideful. Uh, the the Bucks won. Tom Brady back to back to the NFC Championship. Back to the Championship game. How about that? I, it's a good one. So uh, please enjoy. And we will speak to you with our picks next Wednesday. Here is Benny and Steven. Benny, Steve, welcome. Post-divisional round podcast. I am hyped up, to say the least. Uh, how are you guys doing? <laughs> doing good, doing good. Well, first of all, doing good. I'm going to tell you, I really need to retire from watching football. I never will. It's going to be the death of me. My heart rate is a mountain uphill. From I started around 70, 65, 70. I had a good heart rate, a good heart rate, normal heart heart rhythm. I have the uh, the electrocardiogram on my Apple Watch. Always gives me the sinus rhythm. Good good news from there. Healthy heart, healthy heart. As the game goes on, though, my heart rate goes. It's steady 120 at least, and I'm literally sitting on the couch. Steady, steady 120. So that's basically eating cheeseburgers. I don't eat during games. I drink. So drinking beer. That's my workout. The 16 ounce curls with those Coors Light 16 ounces. Yeah, that's pretty um, heavy for you. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty nice. Anywho, um, it gets up to about 150 in crunch time. And I'm just, then I'm waltzing around the house. I'm literally walking and just doing doing pacing back and forth, talking to myself. Um, we're going to talk about all four games. And then we're going to talk in reverse order. And then we're going to talk about the head coaching hires because there's only two available spots left. Uh, but let's start with football. Let's start with football. Uh, fun weekend. This is the best weekend every single year. Did not disappoint this week. Super wild card weekend gave it a run for its money. But uh, again, you had Aaron Rodgers, you had Mahomes back in this weekend. You really got elite quarterbacks playing. And we had a jolly weekend. Ending the weekend was the was the Buccaneers and the Saints. The Saints were 2-0 and against them throughout the year. Steven picked them, stupidly, might I add. 
I picked the Bucks. I had a lot of money riding on the Bucks. Tom Brady didn't let me down. He is now 14 and two in divisional round play. He's going to his 14th conference championship in his career. These are mo- these are things that will not be matched, regardless of what anybody wants to say. This is they need to change the name of the the week into the Tom Brady Invitational, the championship weekend. It needs to be the Tom Brady Invitational from now on because uh, the next closest person with with starts is seven. He's doubled the next closest in conference championship appearances. He has more Super Bowl appearances than anybody else has conference championship appearances. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I can wax poetic about Brady all night long. Uh, key stat to this game before we really get into anything is the turnover battle. Tampa zero turnovers, New Orleans four, and that was that was yeah. that was a tale of the tape. I mean, you look at the points off turnovers. I think the Bucks scored every single time they got a turnover, and that was the majority of their points. Uh, I said on the podcast on Wednesday when we recorded on Wednesday or Thursday night that the key to winning or the key to beating the Bucks is you have to score a lot of points because I think the Bucks are putting up 30 against any team in, in the league. They put up 30 tonight, but their offense didn't look great. Brady only had 200 passing yards, um, and it was really Fournette and Ronald Jones. I'll tell you this. Watching this game, I was extremely pissed off early, early uh, at the start. I was actually tracking their first down play calls. Um, they ran the ball on first time, and everybody knows running the ball on first down is basically making me shoot myself in the kneecaps as I'm watching a team. In the first half, they ran it seven out of 10 first down sequences. In the second half, after I stopped tracking because the game was over, they ran it nine out of 10, which that is 16 out of 20, 80% clip. Uh, wasn't Seems very like it worked in the second half, though. It worked better in the yeah. second half. Yeah, it did. And Leonard Fournette had a really good game. Uh, I didn't expect that out of him. But he really turned up, and you know New Orleans. New Orleans is uh, his home. LSU alum, best running back in uh, in their school's history, probably uh, had a great game. The Bucks. I don't really need to say too much. I can gloat a lot about them, but uh, I'm not. I don't feel like I. Sh- I don't feel like I need to. They played as Are good they as rolling? they. Yeah, yeah, they're rolling. I told everybody this a long time ago. The offense looked bad today, and they put up 30 points. It's the defense bailed them out, and Devin White was back. Devin White is one of the top three linebackers in the NFL. I think he's amazing. He missed the last two games because of COVID. He's phenomenal. He had such a good game covering Kamara. But you know who had the best game? Uh, I think it was Sean Murphy Bunting or Carlton Davis. One of those two. Whoever was on can't guard Mike because can't stand Mike showed up today. He w- went out there looking good, boys. You know what a stat line was today? Zero for zero for zero for zero. We did the same thing uh, Mike Thomas did today, boys. Yeah. Congratulations. A little less cardio. A little less cardio for us. <laughs> round of applause. Round of applause Sir, for us. Certainly might have had the same heartbeat. I don't know. We probably had the same heart rate. We probably did. Uh, I, yeah, probably. <laughs> Sterling was doing cardio pacing around his uh, living room. Oh, you should see me. I'm walking back and you've been to my apartment. I'm literally walking back and forth and just walking to the couch, to the to the door, like banging on the door a couple of times. I'm just picturing you. I'm just picturing you. Uh, they go down or something. You hop on the bike and just ah, sprint out some some <laughs> some, some sprint bike some sprints. bike sprints. Yeah. I should have I should live stream myself watching the game because it, it's very funny. It's not. It's yeah. actually I probably shouldn't. I, I cuss a little too much. Yeah. It's it's not it's not PG. It's on G rated. Um, but honestly, Michael Thomas had. Yeah, the, the worst game you could possibly had. He he kind of ran a lazy route he there. Had that, the worst year you could have. 
Yeah. 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 Happy to trade him in fantasy early on. Yeah. Good, yeah, good trade by you. Congrats champ. Um, I, I, uh, Kamara had a good game rushing. He really didn't do much in the receiving game, which is where he makes his biggest mark. Uh, Drew Brees though. This is the big story here. The, from, from the Saints side, Drew Brees had the worst game he's probably had in his career. And, you know, his pass rating was, uh, what was his pass rating? I have it here. One sec. His pass rating was not good. Not good. I do not have it here. I thought I had it here. <laughs> not. Uh, it was, it was worse than if you spike the ball on the ground, every single pass. <laughs> so I have it here in a sec. Oh, so, so we had a better game than uh, Drew Brees as well. He yeah. also had better games than Drew Brees. Uh, yeah, it's, his, his QBR was 31.7. <laughs> is that good, Steven? Uh, no. Uh, James Winston had 100, so probably should just put him in. Damn. One for one. <laughs> you know, James Winston, that was his exact same play the, the Bears ran against him last week with Trubisky. And you know they put him in because he can throw deep. Drew Brees' average depth per pass was around 4.5 yards. You aren't going to be successful if you can't air the ball out at all. Because you saw, you, you, when the Bucks went up 10, did you see how they were defending the Saints? They literally were, there was no high safeties. It was man across the board with six or seven in the box. Every single play. They're all, yeah. they're going to beat us downfield or we're going to give you three yards. We're going to pressure you, get, get three or four yards of play. You have five it's, minutes it's, to score. What it's what saying? I do in uh in Madden when people just throw like the little shitty out routes every single time and just cloud flat them up or man it up every single time. <laughs> yeah, they played a Madden defense basically. It's uh, yeah. I'm very happy Todd Bowles didn't play soft zone this whole game because I, I worried about that deeply. Concerned concerned me deeply that we were going to see the same thing. But he he played he had a good scheme. The defense the defense schemed well. Um, some spectacular plays that that strip on that strip on uh, Cook was great and that Jared pick. Cook. Yeah. The pick on the uh, the pick on the Michael Thomas pass was were, were the two good ones. The other two picks, um, Devin White's pick, he just read the route and Kamara didn't turn around early. Drew, it was miscommunication. And the other pick was tipped. So, um, two great plays, two really good situational plays. I found the tweet, or I found the found it. Uh, in his final NFL game, Drew Brees QB rating is 31.8, 38.1. Sorry, throwing the ball into the ground every play results in 39.6. Um, so. This is Drew Brees' last game. I have something I'd like to say. I've been hard on Drew Brees since we've been doing this podcast and since we've been friends. I've been, I've always, you know, not been a big fan of Drew. I think he's overrated. And I'd like to apologize to that for that because, uh, you know, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He deserves more respect from me. <laughs> Psych! Goodbye, Drew. See you later, Drew. Uh, it's been, uh, you know, a good, good counting stats career. You got some good numbers. You stayed an extra year because you wanted to submit your, uh, pass yards and your TDs and, and hopefully finish first. Those are going, those are being broke by, by the guy you just played, my friend, number 12 on the other side, Tom Brady has more put passing touchdowns. He's going to get more yards. It's a good time. It's a good time. Um, for real though, Drew Brees is going to be a hall of fame QB. I never want to hear him be put in the same conversation as these other greats ever again. I just don't, people will put him in there because of respect. And he's a, he's had a good career. He's a stat whore. Oh yeah, because everyone, it, everyone just goes like, like in the in the era where they got drafted, they go like Tom Brady, and they go like Peyton Manning, and then they go Drew Brees, like they, like they're one A, one B, one C, and it's yeah, like it's the, like the 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 those it's two aren't one, even. It's one, two, two, and three, and then a C because you're not even the same category. Yeah, that is what it is. It's one, it's, two, one, two, and four. You're saying? Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, and Drew Brees is is great, and I'm not. I actually like legitimately think he's he's had a great career. But uh, oh, he has. He's been given. He has choked so many times in the playoffs this last half decade. Every single year, and I said this to you, Stephen, last week I think, and I said this to Benny. These last two years, we've been doing these football preview podcasts because everybody picks the Saints. The Saints have been picked as the NFC, uh, the winner of the NFC. I think every year these last five years, so many analysts are on the Saints saying this is the year, this is the year. It's never been the year because the playoffs come around and tendencies don't matter. I've listened, I listen to so many podcasts and read so many uh, things during these during the playoffs, and everybody's writing saying, you know, this, the each time a division winner has swept the rival, they meet in the playoffs, they usually win. I don't care about those tendencies. Give me the tendencies of Drew Brees in the playoffs these last five years. What's he done? <laughs> that, that's how I picked this game, right? That's how yeah, I picked or or I'm Brady looking. is 14 and 2 in divisional games. Yeah. So like, I like, like that we number. talked about. Yeah, that's the number. <laughs> give me those tendencies. You Don't give... bet, you can't bet against uh, against Brady. It, that, on that yeah, side. you know, people were saying the last time this happened with the Saints, they played the Panthers the third time in the playoffs and they beat the Panthers. Congratulations. That was two or three years ago. They're different teams. Like what's that matter? What matters here is that um is that I, I, I think Breeze probably should have retired last year. Um, he came back, he gave it a go. He broke some ribs, sadly. And uh, now he's going to be a family man. Or he's gonna, I think he's going to coach football or get a job with ESPN. He's going to be set up. He he's deserves already uh, agreed to... With NBC, right? Was it NBC? Yeah. 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 I don't know what capacity they're going to have him in. Are they getting rid of Collinsworth? I actually like Collinsworth a lot, but I think Breeze will probably be better because Breeze, like Romo, has played the game yeah. recently, knows how to... I like players who have played recently. So I feel like they have a little, little more, they, they, they have a little more spunk when they talk about the game. Cause they don't remember it from six years ago. Well, Romo's amazing. I don't think he's going to be as good as Romo. When he Rivers, might be, we don't know. When Rivers hangs it up, Rivers might be Rivers. I think is going to be great. Cause yeah, he loves Rivers football will probably and he's funny. Um, yeah. But Drew Brees, great, great, great career. Don't apologize for me being uh, down, be, me calling him overrated because, you know, I get defensive about Brady. And when you start putting people in the conversation with Tom, I immediately become a hater. That's what I am with Mahomes. Mahomes is great. I'm never going to give him the benefit of the doubt. We're going to talk about him in a sec. Um, when it comes to, what are you, what are you doing? Who, who, who's, 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 Actually, my cat jumped on my keyboard. <laughs> your cat? Does your cat want to take about Drew Brees? You want to give a take? She want to give a take? You got a take? Look at that. That's a little cat. Oh, good take. Good take, cat. Um, yeah, he is uh, bad. I know. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, I wanted to say that was briefly because we did. Yeah, that was pretty bad. I, I bad take, cat. I wanted to uh, briefly talk because we did this last week with teams. Where do they go from here? Um, the, the Saints, man, they're screwed long term. They have right now going into next year negative 100 million dollars in cap space if drew retires as a 22 million dead cap if he comes back it's it's more so that's 22 they have some cuttable people that uh you can you can really you can do the math and cut the people that you, you can go on the sports track or whatever it's called and you can you can look at who's going to get cut but even in the most most aggressive salary cutting thing you could do uh, they're going to be like 60 million over the cap. You need to find another, another 60 million to get out of there. And uh, they'll find a way because they are, every team does because they have math, math gurus and, and stuff at the top that are able to really do this better than any of us can. But mm-hmm. don't be surprised if they're, they're the worst team in football next year. And that's pretty wild because they, you know, they're the two seed this year, but 
their team is going to be completely different and they're going to, they aren't going to re-sign anybody that's a free agent. I don't think they have the ability to, they're going to have to shed good players for, for nothing because they really have no leverage. It's going to be a, a tough rebuild for the saints. And, you know, I think I said this before the wild card weekend that this is the last hurrah for them. And if you're arguing that they're going to win the Super Bowl, it's because this literally is it. If they don't win it this year, it's going to be gone from, from them for a very long time. It's not going to be a quick rebuild. It's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be straight to the bottom. They can stink, get some draft picks and build back up, but it's not going to be, it's not going to be a quick one for them. What do you guys think about that? No, I'd agree. Prospects on the saints in the future, in the future. <laughs> I'd worst, agree. I think first prospects, right? That's what I think. Yeah, I think most, uh, I think NFL is the hardest to rebuild in unless you obviously get someone like Tom Brady or someone, but so if, if you don't have the hall of fame quarterback, you're not going to be, uh, you're not going to be set up very well. I don't think Jameis is going to make them any better unless they somehow scheme around him. My take real quick is the reason they didn't bench Drew, um, and this might be wrong. I could be very wrong, but the reason they didn't bench Drew is because they need Jameis back. They need him back. And since he didn't play at all this year, he was on the $1.2 million deal. They'll get him on the team-friendly deal, like a two, three million. Um, Because if he's not there, they have to draft a QB or, you know, use Taysom Hill or get a real random guy and bring him in. Jameis is is a talented QB, um, I think, but I don't think he's going to win them a lot of games next year. He's their only shot, though. I mean, legitimately. I don't think there's anyone better for them to pick up with the money that they have. That they don't have. Yeah, that they don't have. <laughs> so they need they need to keep Jameis legitimately. Um, and I think Jameis is going to be a little more sought after than some people think. Uh, is he a free agent? Yeah, he signed a one year, one point five million dollar deal. I think he's going to be sought after to to a degree that will get him more than that in in a, in a free agent market. Whether it's being a backup or getting a chance. I mean, the Bears. Why wouldn't the Bears take a chance at him if they don't trade yeah. for Watson or whatever? or if they don't draft somebody, it's like, why don't you take a shot and see, see what you can get? Because, you know, it doesn't look like Trubisky or Foles is the answer there. So I think he's going to maybe get a shot. Um, I have no clue. Benny, what's your take on their cap situation? You think it's going to be a tough, tough road back to the top? Yeah. Um, I think I agree with uh, you saying that Jameis might be a little more sought after. Even te- teams could, uh, you know, say teams that are in a good cap situation, that uh, want an insurance policy, they could they could kind of screw the Saints, mm-hmm. you know, and, and being able to bring him back. Um, but yeah, I think they'll still be a good team. I think next year they'll be obviously this game today made the Buccaneers probably the favorite going into next year because they're going to be able to retain the most players and um, they. I think they know, have finally, the sixth most most cap going into next year. The Bucks sixth yeah. most in the NFL. Over overtook the uh, Saints. Now that they have the throne for the division, I think the Saints will still be the second best team in the wow. division next year, though. Wow. Okay. That's a that's a good take. That's a bold. That's a hot take. That's that's sizzling. Yeah, I trust. Uh, I trust Sean Payton. I mean, uh, the Falcons could be better with uh, Arthur Smith coming. You in. don't think losing Dan Campbell to the Lions does anything? How about that's a terrible hire. We're gonna talk about that later. What a. And what then a the Panthers. They, I mean, it depends on who they bring in uh, at quarterback. You know, if, if they if they make a big signing or something, a big splash, splash. Uh, you know, they then maybe they're the second best. Cannonball! Team. Right, now, right now, the Saints are still the second best team in the division to me. Okay, I'm fine with that take. Uh, finally, I did this last season. I remember this. I did this last season when we talked about um, 
when we talked about what happened when the Pats lost to the Titans. And I said, playoffs aren't guaranteed. And I maybe a little tears were shed when, when the Patriots lost that game to the Titans. What Brady's doing. Cried like a baby. I did, what, what Brady's doing is not, it's not human. And people try to relate this to other athletes and put other people on Mount Rushmore's ahead of them in sports. This is the greatest team sport athlete of all time. And uh, it's just extending the case year in, year out. He gets to this spot. He took, this team was seven and nine last year. He gets, he signs there. They're now one of the final four teams. They have one of the, I, their defense balled out today, but their defense is ranked in the bottom four in the league. And this tur- tur- as far as uh, yards go and Yes, they have an amazing offense, but it's still a major, major difference from going seven and nine to now being one of the final four teams. And it's all because this this 43-year-old is balling out. And people tried to put him and Breeze on the same pedestal of, of greatness this season, right? The, the two old heads. I understand the, the narratives because they both are old. But Brady is coming back next season. There's no doubt. Even if he wins, he plans to come back. He loves playing football. I think he's – and you look at his numbers. He had – by statistical sta- standards, the second or third best season by against all quarterbacks, and that's not going to change next year unless injuries happen. And I, I he, I don't know how he take he does snake oil or something because I don't know how he takes care of his body and never gets hurt at this age. He also looks like a your antler spray. A, yeah, maybe whatever it is. He is a hunk. Do you see how beautiful he is? He looks. <sighs> no, he's 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 got significantly better looking. Over Has he had years. plastic surgery? <laughs> like he's well, a little, little Botox, he little looks, Botox. You know, like it, him today versus him, uh, you know, in his draft picture, or whatever coming out. He's forty three, like, and he's the most like, handsome man in the world. It's like Squidward turning into handsome Squidward, you know. Handsome Squidward's pretty ugly though. <laughs> yeah, he is handsome. He's pretty ugly though. No, Brit, I don't know how he's doing it. Keep it up, Tom. I, I love, I love him. I, it's just, I don't, I understand that. Like in three or four years, we're not going to get this anymore. And it's going to suck. Same with when LeBron retires, but people hate him or love him. And the emotions you get from hating or loving somebody like that, it's uh, you know, you don't get that with many athletes. I don't think there's, there's few people that are loved and hated as much as, as much as him. And uh, if he can get them to the Super Bowl, uh, wow. <laughs> if he can get them to the Super Bowl, that's going to be a tough road. They're going up to green Bay, but uh, we'll see early game on Sunday was the, uh, Cleveland Browns and the Kansas City Chiefs. Mahomes' first game in three weeks. I, I I picked the Browns to win on it, but again, we're only counting covers, and the Browns covered. So that's really what I what was my message there. The Browns <laughs> won that game. You know, Mahomes. I, I, the sorry, that was a terrible noise that I just. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing today, June. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, the the Chiefs. They we what we talked about before this game on the preview podcast was basically like, are the Chiefs going to come out stagnant, uh, lethargic? They haven't played in 21 days. Their offense, they scored on the first drive. I think they scored on the second drive, and then I remembered the Browns have one of the worst defenses in the NFL. And you look at the their game log of what good quarterbacks did against them. They basically got shredded every single game for four touchdowns. Uh, and also the Chiefs come out hot every game. It's not that they don't come out scoring. It's that they end weak. They end bad. And you saw that again happen into the second half where the the Browns really kind of made a run. And then, of course, Mahomes gets hurt. And when Mahomes gets hurt, you see him stand up. And then his legs sh- shake <laughs> like he goes back down. Oh, he was wobbling. And that was one of the – I know that 
the I promise you the Chiefs training staff and stuff did not want Chad Henney to complete that game. They wanted Mahomes to go, but that was one of the tell the truth type uh tells the truth type uh type concussions oh, yeah. where that's what that movie was made about. That wasn't made about, you know, like guys like a little dinged up. He had the wobbly legs. He was doing the the pay the bookie jig on on uh, national <laughs> television. That's the dance I do when the bookie sends me a, a good cash app uh, <laughs> uh, payment. So with with that, he was he was concussed or he's in concussion protocol. They're saying it might have been just a neck neck strain. I don't know if a neck or a, like a, a pinched nerve makes your legs wobble. I, I haven't pinched a nerve in my neck, so I wouldn't know. I do know that if you get your brain rocked around a little bit, uh, you see the legs wobble. So. Hmm. don't know if it's not here's the thing he's gonna play sunday the book the line makers already have it the chiefs minus three they obviously think he's gonna play i promise you this roger goodell will not let the independent investigation or concussion protocol people not clear him. you are not getting chad henney versus josh allen on sunday nope so i mean you might get a concussed pat mahomes with a bad big toe on, <laughs> on sunday which i don't know how good that is it's probably better than chad henney though I, i'm assured of that but chad henney came into this game he made that one terrible mistake where he basically threw what's what's that game you play in grade school where you throw the uh, football, yellow number out? Oh, uh, flies bank. up, flies up, flies up. He did the Yellow flies up pass. 700. Yeah, he did that. Yeah, he's a 500. He tossed yeah. it up. And that, I have no clue what that pass was, but outside of that, he was extremely solid. And I tweeted, uh, I tweeted a good take. Henny, Chad, any Mahomes with the, the arrow. Now I'm not, I'm joking about that. You know what? I, I, I yeah. saw it. I saw your troll tweet yeah, out there, and no one, no one took the bait. <laughs> As I said, yeah, I tweeted to a lot of accounts that Mahomes, Mahomes is a system quarterback. Yeah, but I think he is, and not in Mickey a bad Mouse, way. Mickey Mouse, uh, division, division. Yeah, oh, yeah <laughs> one of those the, threads. Yeah, I did, that, I did that to like five accounts: Adam Schefter, Pat Mahomes himself, all these the Apostle Pat. Uh, here's my here's my actual take on Mahomes, and this is I'm not trolling here when I say this, and I, I'm not actually trying to be disrespectful. And people, and I obviously have been a disrespectful to Mahomes and like his greatness, but I don't think that the Chiefs made a great decision to sign him to a half a billion dollar deal because we. I, the, the Chiefs can do this with anyone. Mahomes puts them over the top, and they're going to be the favorite in their conference uh, a lot of years. But we saw them make a conference championship with Alex Smith. We saw them win 11 or double-digit games every year with Alex Smith. And Mahomes is way better than Alex Smith, and that's why you're winning Super Bowls and getting to AFC championship games consistently with Mahomes, not Alex Smith. But I think you could do it with somebody making less money than Mahomes. Um, Chad Henney came in there, and what happens is that offense, Eric Bieniemy. Andy Reid, whoever else is involved with the with the play schemes, scheme up people to be open every single play. And if you got a quarterback that can hit that, you're going to win a lot of games. What Mahomes gives you in the wrinkle is that if somebody's not open, he can extend a play and hit any pass at anywhere on the field. And I and you that's something that not everybody can do, obviously, and that's why he's so great. But I'm saying in three years or four years, when you don't have a Tyree Killer or Travis Kelsey, and you aren't sure to be able to get replacements there because I do think most of the league has looked at what Kansas city has done and it's a copycat league and they will, they will be going after the fast guy, right? They will be going after the, the tight end of Kelsey's mold. And it's not going to be where you get uh Nicole Hardman or Tyreek Hill slipping to the fifth round or, or anything like that. I mean, Tyreek Hill deserved to slip very, he shouldn't be in the NFL. I'm pretty adamant about that. He's a piece of shit, but, uh, but, uh, you're not going to get players of that talent slipping like that. They're going to be drafted higher because speed is what matters in football now. 
It used to be power. It's all speed now. And my, my take is that Mahomes can win the Super Bowl this year. I, I fully believe that. I don't think he will, but I, I he definitely possible. But in two or three years, when that contract kicks in and you're in cap hell with the rest of your team, they're going to win games because Mahomes special, but they're not going to be a Super Bowl contender. I that's that's what I believe. And this is way down the road. We can look back on it if Mahomes wins four of the next five or, or something like that and be like, yeah, you're a dumbass. Fine. But that that contract isn't a bite them in the in the back. I really believe that bite them in the butt. I use the wrong an- analogy, but um, we'll see. I think what you saw with Chad Henney on that eat their, they eat their ass, ass. <laughs> or salad. What we Kiss saw my piss, <laughs> what we saw on that fourth and one though, how many coaches go out there and say, Hey, we're going for it on fourth and one on the, at the 50 yard line with like a minute 45 left. If we don't get this, we're probably losing this game right? Like it's 50 yard line. The Browns have the ball. They have a, they, they've been yeah. moving the ball half. He goes for it with Chad Henney and you have a legit game breaker there because Tyreek Hill is open immediately. Any quarterback I love about that, that play. Yeah. Any, any quarterback can do that. The thing I love about that play is when they went up to the line, Tony Romo saying they're not going to run a play. They're not going to look at their body language. Look at their body language. You know, I wonder if that is coached and designed to go up there and stand like straight up, like you're not really going to, because you look at all the receivers, they don't look like they're about to jump off the ball and, and run a game winning route. You know, they're you know, all just nonchalantly standing there yeah. when they, and, when, then, and then boom. Okay. They actually run a play and Tyree kills wide open. When they ran that play also, when they ran that play, Tony Romo sounded like, uh, like Donnie Thornberry <laughs> from the, th- <laughs> I've never, he, he couldn't make words. I think Tony Romo was yeah. seeing that play live and said, I hate that I played under Jason Garrett for my entire career because they would never take this risk and they would never have a play designed to guarantee a first down. He was he, he was like, listen to Tony Romo's reaction. To, listen to Tony Romo's reaction to that play. It's hilarious. He literally can't form words. He's just he's Donnie Thornberry. That's all, folks. Okay. That was the worst. Okay, wrong cartoon. Wrong cartoon. And also, <laughs> I know. that was horrendous, Benny. You should apologize. Please apologize. Please say sorry. <laughs> what are you talking about? You just, you just, you just did the same thing yeah, twice. I think, my, I think my Donnie Thornberry is a little better than your, your, uh, whatever the fucking pig is from. Uh, What's his name? What's his name? Looney Tunes. Not Elmer Fudd. Porky the pig or something. Porky like that? the pig. It's Porky the pig. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was bad. But um, the Browns. Where do the Browns go from here? I thought it was good. Yeah, well, where do the Browns go from here? It, it looks uh, it's 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 looking up for them. Yeah, uh, they got the coach, they got the quarterback, they got the marriage, they broke the curse, what seemed like a curse for the last twenty years, and Baker I played mean, good. Yeah, they he threw they, that one pick. That was a bad pick. They threw, that was a really bad pick, but he was moving the ball, and if some of it, I, he had some drops, they had some drops there that that that. God, the worst rule in all of sports happened. Another big mistake. Yeah, that was terrible. That is the worst rule in all sports. Uh, who was it? Bill Cowher, he had a good point. I think that, you know what? What should happen there is the team that fumbles the ball through the back of the end zone, instead of them losing possession and another team getting at the 20, they just get the ball at the 20. You know, they yeah. keep possession, they go back to the 20. What um, about the other rule where if you fumble in the final two minutes, the only person that can advance the ball is the guy that fumbled it? What's that rule about? That's literally just word salad. That makes no sense. Yeah. No, that What's happened, that rule that, for? That happened uh, in, in a game. Um, 
earlier in the season where the I can't remember who it was the quarterback it might have been the Browns actually Baker Mayfield yeah Baker Mayfield went for a, a QB sneak the ball it wasn't even it wasn't on purpose or anything the ball got fumbled backwards into Kareem Hunt's hands and Kareem Hunt ran like fell forward for the first down but because it was within the two minutes or whatever you can't advance a fumble what why yeah only only the player who had the ball can advance the fumble i get yeah that, that doesn't make sense fumble. i think if you fumble it forward if you fumble it forward maybe you shouldn't be able to advance it you just get the ball where you fumbled but if it goes backwards it's basically like a lateral you know yeah yeah well i don't know even, about even that. the forward rule doesn't even make that much sense i think it is only on forward fumbles but the I, last thing i have to say about this game yeah they i know you didn't you you said they shouldn't have but fourth and nine, I know, and this you you could call it revisionist, you know, or like uh, hindsight twenty twenty. But I said when that happened, I said, dude, they should have gone for that. And you you said no. Uh, but my my thing thing is is you're giving that you're giving that the other team the opportunity to end the game. And you know what? Even though you were on your own forty, yeah, okay. And it was fourth and nine. I think you decided to go for it because here's the thing: if you 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 were down what five, you were down five. Yeah. So if you give them the ball there at the 40 yeah you might be giving them a field goal for sure but you know what they're going to try to do they're going to try to get two first downs that's it that's that's all they were going to do any with chad henny yeah i know okay so here's the thing you stop them you stop them uh maybe you don't get it right you stop maybe you stop them the first time or whatever they could get a field goal it's eight point game you still have a chance to go down score get a two-point conversion uh but i think you have to go for it yeah, you know, it's I understand. The playoffs. It, it's the playoffs. It's your, it's your season on the line, you know? I understand that. I still think the punting was the right call. Again, hindsight, obviously, if you knew what happened, happened, you're going to say that punting was it. I know you said that punting was bad there in the moment. Yeah. I think punting there was fine because you have Chad Henney. And then, you know, now I've, now I've created, I've curated a take. I've put a few spices in there. I, I dumped, dumped some grain, some wheat, some parley. I made a beer. Okay. I made, I, I, I brewed a take per se, that I saw Chad Henney there with the ball. I saw him get those two first downs. And now Patrick Mahomes is a system quarterback. What can I say? So uh, you're right, Benny. They should have gone for it. They didn't need Patrick Mahomes. They could have used Chad Henney. They could have used me out there. They could have put any of us. And guess what we're doing? We're getting that first down. We're getting those two first downs because that's how they're deep. That Maybe I don't rush for that 13 yards on third, third and 13, but I'd be close. I'd probably I get six, seven. They'd probably punt then. But uh, yeah, Benny, you're a little slow, man. I man. would. No, I, I'd get that. Okay, well, listen, my brood take is now Mahomes' system quarterback, and I'm going to hold on to that forever. There's nothing to take that away from me. Um, win as much as you want, Mahomes. <laughs> All I'll remember for the rest of your career is that you got concussed and had a broken or a hurt toe. Ow, my toe! And uh, you got Chad Henney coming in for you, who completes the mission. That's what I'll remember in your career. Remember that. Get him on the pod. Get Henney on the pod. I want to get, get him on. on the pod, yeah. Get him on the pod. Um, Thanks, Benny, for, for finding <laughs> hey. time to be on the podcast. You're the talent acquirer, yeah. and you, you've done Pat, nothing. You've done nothing. Patrick Mahomes is healthy next week, and they just uh, – he's cleared, but they start Henny. They might as well. It's kind of like a Wolford Goff, I think. You know, well, you could do a little more with Henny. <laughs> you could do a little more with Henny. Um, so, okay, that – oh, where the Browns go from here, in my opinion, is uh, I think the the future is, is limitless, honestly. I think they're going to be a really good team next year. Uh, draft, sign – they have the money, I think. Drafters sign some some secondary help, as you hear Stephen digging into sardines or whatever he's eating. What are you eating, Steve? What's for dinner? I'm not eating sardines. <laughs> What's for dinner? Liver, beef, liver, crickets, crickets. What you, uh, you eating, Steve? I'm not eating anything. Fried crickets and sardines. Oh, okay. Mm. 
Okay. Maybe you, are man's you, an animal over are there. You put, are you yeah. putting, are you putting a knife in your teeth? Are you just tapping a knife to your teeth? Are you, <laughs> <laughs> you sharpening a blade? The Joker. Um, I just, I, <laughs> uh, uh, with, with the, on, on topic, with the Browns, um, I, I think this is the best team going forward in the division by quite a, quite a bit. I think you can go, we're going to talk about the, the Ravens after the break, but you go through it. The, that's the other team. Steelers, Cap Hell, Big Ben's bad. Uh, I don't know what they're going to go. And they also hired an in-house offensive coordinator, terrible hire because of the offense was ran terribly. And I don't think that if you just hire somebody that was already in the organization, it's going to work that well. And then the Bengals, you know, I love Burrow. I think Burrow's phenomenal. I think the team around him is absolutely bad, especially the offensive line. And they're going to, they're going to draft and they're going to, they're going to do some stuff. But I, I think the Browns are definitely their early season favorite going into next year for the division. And, uh, I think realistically they're they're gonna be a, a top three, top four team in the conference for for the next couple of years, barring barring any ser- serious injuries. They got somebody with Stefanski. They got they got a good coach, and um, oh yeah, I, I like their I like their their personality of football, and I, I think they're gonna be good. So Baker also, I think everybody that we're friends with was wrong about Baker. It, it's fun to make fun of him. He, he probably should have not done as many commercials as he did after his first season because it really annoys people because he's more known as a, as a commercial guy than as a good quarterback. But uh, he's earned those commercials. He's going to get a few more this year, I think. Basically, every commercial now is Pat Mahomes and, and Baker Mayfield. Do you notice that? Yeah. It's literally like Patrick Mahomes commercial uh, with Troy Polamalu where you know he, he's eating the green beans and he's like, 100% don't like him. 100% don't care. Yeah, I hate that advertisement. I, I also hate the one. advertisement about that he's taking the State Farm title from Aaron Rodgers. I think the that's be- kind of disrespectful best. from State Farm. True, true. The yeah, best, um, the best Baker Mayfield commercial is the uh, uh, book club progressive commercial. Yeah, that is no, a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, can we just forget about Debbie and uh, talk about this? This like romance scene or something. What did you say? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember that. That's a good ad. I like. Yeah. I think Baker's actually pretty good in commercials. Uh, oh so yeah, I changed my mind today. I like Baker now. See, you know, I I didn't like him before because he is, you know, he's pretty cocky and all. But but now I finally have the res- I finally have respect for him because he he he's turning around the franchise. You know, like he came mm-hmm. into the worst situation. Basically, you know, weren't they one in fifteen and zero in sixteen in back to back years with them? Yeah, before first they drafted pick, them. For, yeah, first pick to the Browns, uh, and there was something uh, a special they showed before the game today about uh, there's a there's a family in Cleveland that has a uh, Browns quarterbacks uh, cemetery with, with headstones with all the all the quarterbacks they've had, and like within the last like I don't know ten years it, it was like twenty something guys right, uh, or maybe even like six years yeah insane. So that, that, that made me think, uh, you know, I actually, I really do respect him because he's now he's, he's given them stability. I mean, we also can't, we also were kind of harsh on him. Everybody was harsh on him. He won the Heisman. He had one of the best college seasons of all time. He was phenomenal. He was the first overall pick. He had a really good rookie year. And then honestly, the, he got, he got stuck with Freddie kitchens (laughs) and that, that, that is worse. That's a worse punishment than life in prison. You're with Freddie. (laughs) <laughs> you're with freddie is like a life in prison my friends uh so <laughs> you know i kind of throw last season out I, I said that earlier too to everybody that would listen like they had an actual decent record last year weren't they six and ten or seven and nine last season with freddie kitchens the the 
the yeah, I yeah they like they, the they faster that is Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, with Freddie though, I or not with Freddie, but with Kevin Stefanski and Baker, I think we were all really harsh on Baker, and he he's proven that he's a good quarterback. And uh, you know, there were some takes like, should they pick up his fifth year option, things like that. Uh, well, he's gonna get a big contract now because he played really well in the the last he played really well all season and i think the sky is 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 the limit for for this browns team going forward we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about them a lot next season they're gonna be a good team bulk up that defense they bulk up the defense um they could beat anybody i think steven you got any takes before we take a break talk about the uh the other two games no, I think we kind of cover everything, but I think they're the best team too. Just the harp on that going in the future. They just have so many good young players too. They're not like people that are going to be out of the league anytime soon. So, and then might get Odell back too, which might be, might help, might not. Who knows? A little wrinkle right there at the end. Yeah, get Odell back. Um, True. My, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the other two games that happened this weekend: the Packers Rams and the what was it? And, oh, and and the Ravens bill. I gotta remember. <laughs> There's only that. four games. I can't remember them all. <laughs> Honestly, that was a long time. Last night was a long time ago. Like, it's it feels like a the this these last two weeks have had a year's worth of content, and uh, it's pretty wild. I feel like life's a movie right now. So we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about that, and we're also gonna at the very end we might do a little basketball, probably not, but we're gonna talk about for sure we're going to talk about the head coaching hires because there is six out of eight hired hired coaches uh we can predict the last two if you want i don't really know the last two jobs suck but uh we can talk about how we feel about the hires going forward way too early predictions on how coaches will do so we will be right back uh, right after this i'm sure a lot of listeners would like to go to the rockies to aspen colorado to denver to boulder to colorado springs to any, any place where the rocky mountains go through i know it's more stations as colorado but i can't name them off the top of the dome Listen, if you don't want to make the travel out there, if you live in New York, if you live in Washington, if you don't live around Colorado, around the Rocky Mountains, I can understand why you wouldn't want to go there. Uh, personally, I don't travel that much. And when I travel, it's really not for the sights. It's for uh, it's for pleasure or for business, not for not for uh, sightseeing. Okay, Some people would say pleasure sightseeing. I don't say that. I think, uh, let's just say I differ on the issues here. But uh, if you want a taste of the Rockies, if you want a taste of the Rocky Mountains, okay, not just the Rockies, the Rocky Mountains, you're going to buy one of them, uh, 16 ounces, Coors Light, 16 ounces, uh, the Silver Bullets, in fact. Great beer, goes down easy, tastes like you're in Denver, Colorado, in the mountain range. Not in the city, in the mountain range. You're a mountain man, you're a, you're a mountaineer for, for that. So, okay, we're going back to the podcast. Drink Coors Light. Okay, we are back. It doesn't sound like we took a long break, but let me tell you, we did take about a 25-minute break. That was a good break. Benny, going to Denver soon for uh, job prospects. I'm going to be going there for law school. Steve? Steve isn't going there. Steve is staying put in Tacoma, Washington. Congratulations, Steve. Um, Let's get back into it. Let's hop right back into it. Bills, Ravens, Buffalo. First playoff game hosted in years, decades even. Since the 90s. Since the early 90s. We almost had a Bills... Uh, Browns AFC Championship. Wish we did. Wish that we would did. have been hilarious. Would have been hilarious, but would have been deserved for those two franchises been, who have yeah, been in purgatory for years. Been, yes, it would have been two good teams, deservedly so, but it would have just been funny that it's probably two of the worst franchises in the last 20 years, you know. Probably the two worst. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's the Lions. The Lions are always in there. We got we got to not forget them. 
but uh, those are probably the two worst ones. So in this game, the Bills Ravens final score 70 to three. What happened kind of confused me <laughs> as watching it. The, the Ravens defense balled out. Uh, their offense did not. And the, what we got from the a coaching standpoint, I'll tell you this. I love Brian Dayball and we're going to talk about him more on the, when we talk about the coaches that were hired, because he is not one of the coaches that was hired so far. And you know what they did in this game? They opened up with 15 straight pass plays. They know that they can't run the ball. So you know what they're going to do? They're going to throw. And you have teams trying to establish the run, never break tendency as a Seahawks fan. I know that pisses you off, Benny, that you have a coach here who says, you know, we can't run the ball. It's not a successful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Let's keep doing it. Double, triple down. And you have Brian Dable who says, we're going to throw the entire first half. I think they only ran the ball once or twice in the first half. They ran it a little more in the second half after Lamar got hurt. Um, But this bill, I mean, I think the bills had their worst game last week against the Colts. They didn't put up the points here, but they didn't really need to. And the wind made kicking impossible. The score is a little lopsided because you have kickers missing what four four or five kicks yeah and two extremely good kickers too (laughs) yeah and so the score is a little lopsided the wind was insane there was no snow on the ground which i said if there's snow i and lamar what he said was i don't want to play in the snow that's kind of like pretty bad omen that if there is snow on the ground that you probably shouldn't pick them this game was way too close in terms of the spread the three-point favorite for the bills the bills have been the best team in football since the since the halfway point. I, I think that's pretty clear. It's been the Bills and the Bucks. I, I think. Uh, they've been dominating teams. And the, the Bills, look at how many, they should not, if they wouldn't have lost to Hale Murray, I think I said this, noble, Murray, multiple times. If they didn't lose that game, they would have won nine or 10 straight to this point, which is phenomenal. Josh Allen is a monster. He is amazing. I think his arm talented, his arm talent is comparable to only probably Herbert and Mahomes right? Is there anybody else that is, that's in that conversation to you guys? No, no it's Herbert and Mahomes and Allen. And um, Rogers, he's the old one though. Rogers is close. I don't think he can air it out like they can. He used, used to be though. Used to be. Yeah. Uh, Diggs, Diggs is, there's, I think there's three, one A, one B, one C receivers. It's Diggs, Adams and Hill right now, in my opinion. Uh, he had eight catches for 106 yards. He the way that they the way that they scheme him open is he's open whenever he wants to be. Realistically, I mean the routes that he's running, the way Josh Allen finds him, the way that they're able to pick apart zone at any point is just spectacular. And uh, this game was no different. The big story here is well, the big story is the Bills are now playing in a conference championship, and we got the conference championships we wanted to see. I think everybody is is happy. If you're from a, if you're not in a rooting standpoint, right? Saints fans, Seahawks fans, Rams fans aren't happy that it's Tampa versus Green Bay. But I mean, if you're from a, a pure fan enjoyment of the sport, we got the two best matchups in the championship games. We got, yeah, we got Brady Rogers and we got Bills Chiefs, where the Bills offense and the Chiefs offense is battle of strengths. We got we got two great matchups, and so uh, that's the big that's a big thing. But for the Ravens, the Ravens. Lamar, I remember last week, they beat the Titans. They did the stomping on the logo. This is going to be karma, right? It was instant karma. The Ravens could not move the ball. Lamar had a really bad game. And, you know, you have everybody racing to defend him. 
in the media now. It's like on Twitter and stuff, they're going to make jokes, but everybody's too scared to actually say, hey, Lamar really isn't that good of a passer. And uh, I don't think he's bad. And I think that there's there's other problems, right? They don't have a real good, talented uh, arsenal of weapons. Hollywood Brown being your number one is probably not good, right? <laughs> He should be uh, your not, third or fourth best wide yeah. receiver. And Des Bryant playing a lot of snaps, and Devin Duvernay, and uh, Miles Boykin or whoever, whatever his name is, probably not great. And and Mark Andrews had a big step back, but this is pretty much the same offense they had last season, and he balled out with them. But now teams have two and a half years of game tape on them, and I think that that you don't have one of you don't have a digs on that offense that can really get open at will. And you need Lamar to force you to, or Lamar needs to play out of his mind to win. And we just don't see that against good teams since he's been in the NFL. And I, I think he's young as shit, right? He's, what is he, 22? He's younger than all yeah. of us. He's really young. And now I'm not saying move on from Lamar or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not an idiot. But I do think that this is a pattern now. And if we continue to see it, Will the Ravens ever win with Lamar? Would they ever win a Super Bowl with him? I don't know right now. Um, Greg Roman, their offensive coordinator, called a terrible game, uh, almost as bad as uh, almost as bad as the Seahawks last week and the Steelers last week. It was right up there with them because you you see the score and you continue to run on first and second down, and you have really no chance to come back into the game. Uh, like everybody's watching and they're just plugging up the box. And every time he tries to go deep, it's guarded with a high safety because you, you would see that right away on the, on the play action. Lamar's injury. um, Unfortunate. I hope he's okay. I don't think he, it doesn't seem like it. It's a concussion, but it does. It didn't seem like it was too terrible. Like he was, it wasn't as bad as Mahomes is because he like got up and, you know, jogged to the locker room. He didn't stumble, but hopefully he's okay. Um, He had one terrible pass for the pick six, which was just, um, that was one of the worst decisions he's made in the, or any quarterback made. <laughs> he's, because, he saw that ball coming straight at him. He, just he stared it. the receiver down and threw it into triple or quadruple coverage, which is un, unforgivable. I've seen, uh, I've seen Brady throw, throw a pick like that before. And it, uh, I curse on my TV. <laughs> I'm like, ah, what the, what the F, what the fuck, what the fuck up? Um, so, but, but realistically, like, I feel like this is kind of how, we envisioned the matchup would go. I didn't think Baltimore can compare to Buffalo. I didn't think they they were as good. And um, obviously Lamar's injury is sucked that he didn't get to play in the fourth quarter. But if he played, would the outcome be any different? Probably, probably not. not. Yeah. And uh, and I think that they should probably fire Greg Greg Roman. Uh, coordinator's jobs are to be able to perform well in good in in big situations. And when you have this is what look at the points they put up in the playoffs the last three or the last two years with the last three years with Lamar, the first year, whatever you can give him a, you can give him a buffer because he was a rookie, but these, this is three years of a pattern in the playoffs where the offense underperforms drastically compared to what they're doing in the regular season, which that's a pattern. Your coordinator is not making good play calls. I think they should move on. I don't think they're gonna, I think they should. Um, that's kind of my take for this game. I don't really have much to say. I think the bills are, are, the best or second best team in football right now. And this, I kind of, I thought they would score more points, but you see the wind and everything. And then you're like, ah, yeah, that makes sense. So what is, what's your guys' opinions on this? How do you feel? Uh, do you guys feel like this was right? Like the outcome was correct. And uh, come on, let's hear it. Give me some takes. <laughs> I think it's the out, it's the matchups that the NFL wants, you know, the storylines. 
I can tell you this. I can tell you the officials wanted it to be Drew Brees and Rodgers, and I know for a fact they wanted the Chiefs to win that game. Oh, yeah. But so you got the old heads on, on the NFC side. You know, you got Rodgers and uh, Brady, the old guard. And then you got the new guys on the AFC duking it out. So um, I think either way, the Super Bowl matchups could be pretty cool. You're going to have uh, – all, all teams have great offenses, right? So I think – Whatever the matchup ends up being for the Super Bowl, it's going to be, you know, high flying, exciting game to watch, um, and it's going to be. Does defense game. matter anymore? <laughs> um, I think, I think it went. Here's the thing: if you have a dominant defense, it really does set you apart um, nowadays because it's so rare. You know, um, I think that the Rams, you know, had they had a healthy Jared Goff. Um, you know, maybe in a, in a healthy Aaron Donald, you know, maybe, maybe they have a chance to win that game, but uh, are, are they, were they truly that dominant? No, I don't, I don't think so. They were the best defense this year. Yeah. But um, I think it sets you apart, but you still got to have everything else, right? You still got to have the quarterback. You still got to have, you know, the offense. Will we ever see a defense like the 2013 Seahawks or 2015 Broncos again? I don't think so. Probably not. I mean, or 2000, the 2000 Ravens gave up like 110 points the entire season, right? You definitely won't see a team like that ever again. <laughs> but you look at the personnel that the Rams had to, to get a little off track, but you look at the personnel they had. They had the best They had the best defensive line. They had the best secondary. They had the best cornerback and probably this, the, a top three second cornerback um, and great linebackers. It didn't matter because – once you have that, I, I don't know. I, I agree with you. Yeah, if you have a good defense, it puts you, it gets you into the playoffs pretty much. If you have an elite defense, but the true, but offense, good offense beats good defense now. The rules have changed in the NFL. It's such an offensive centric sport that um, you can't really play physical on defense or else you're going to get penalized. And yeah. um, I don't know if we're ever going to see an elite defense again. We're never going to see the Ravens of 2000, but I'm saying like, could we see a 2015 Broncos or a 2013 Seahawks again? I don't think so because the Rams and, and overall, I think the, that Seahawks team was like overall complete. Like they had an amazing offense and they had an all time defense. They also had the rookie on the, the quarterback on the rookie. Yeah. That's, quarterback. that's the thing is like, it's, it, I feel like nowadays you have to, if you're going to give, I think you have to give towards the offense. You can't just yeah, rely you on your defense the, to win yeah. you championships. That's, that's defense does not win championships anymore. At least in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Defense is, yeah, you're right. You have you have 22 starters on both sides of the football, and who you have to pick what you're going to fill out. Who has the best defense left? Uh, uh, I don't. It's not the. I think well, the Bucks I mean, the have Bucks the best personnel. The Bucks have the best personnel, uh, but they have a bad. Se- Every team has. Yeah, because the Bills the Bills have a great secondary, but then their line's not as good as the Bucks. I feel like each team left has something they're better at than the other team. Yeah. Yeah. The Chiefs have nothing to me. I think the Chiefs have the worst defense left. They have the best safeties, probably. The best safeties? Yeah. Uh, Sorensen, you know, he's in uh, Matthew or whatever. I, I'm not a big fan. I, I, I think he's so. probably right on the best safeties. I, That's what I'm saying. They all have their pros and cons. I think the Chiefs yeah, have they, overall they have the good, worst. But a good pass, uh, good pass rushers, too. They have Jones and Frank Clark. So, yeah, Frank Clark's been amazing think, this year for them. You know what, those those teams, I think that's that's the new recipe for, for success in the NFL is you have a good offense, and then, and then you have a defense that can slow other teams down, right? So, like, think about the Chiefs. As long as the Chiefs' defense 
slows the other team down, they should be able to win, right? As long as they can get a few key stops, the offense should be good enough. I'd them. say that's true with every team, though, right? Every team remaining? It's kind of – I think that's uh, the yeah. that all of them are using. It's like, yeah, we know no, that I, we're going to give up points, but can we score more than the other team? Well, yeah, but, I mean, I think that uh, it's the way – they go about it, right? Like, think about the Buccaneers. I think the Buccaneers have to have a complete game to win. The Buccaneers' defense is the most streaky. You see that this game reminded me a lot of the – Same thing with the Bills, though. Their defense is pretty streaky, too. You never know what, which one you're going to get they, with that they're one. They're the only team – look at the, the Packers. The Packers could go uh, spread it out, you know, empty empty it out, sling it, sling it down the field. Um, the uh, Chiefs can do the same, and the Bills can do the same. Yeah, Brady can still can still th- uh, throw. He still has a good arm and everything, but I just don't think it's as. And he has great weapons, but I don't think it's as explosive. It's a different, it's a different way. They, they're trying to establish a run. They're trying mm. to do uh, to much of my chagrin. Run play action, right? Whereas um, I think that the, the Packers and Chiefs, uh, especially. Well, how about they, this, Benny? They are successful at running the ball. But how they do it is they they establish the passing game first. They open they open up the defense and then they then they run it right. Uh, well, how about this? Uh, and, and, and what we're just saying. drop back every dang play. Yeah, I love Brian Dayball. Yeah. I love him. Uh, how about this though? The the four remaining teams are probably the four best quarterbacks this season, right? They're, it, it really Yo, is. easily. Yeah. yeah, you're right. And that that's that's where we're saying what's what's the point of defense when we ended up with the with the four guys that are. That uh, you look at stats, it's by far they're the four best with stats. MVP, uh, maybe you put Wilson in there, but um, you you those are the four I think. And so um, when you ask the best defense, I, I think it's I think you can look. I think it's what Steve said. Uh, pro or strengths and weaknesses. Every team has strengths. I mean, for example, I think here's what I'd say. I think the the um, the Bills have the best corners. The Chiefs have the best safeties. The Bucks have the best linebackers, and the and the uh, Packers have the best D line, right? That, that seems pretty pretty correct. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you might want to say the Chiefs, but realistically, the Chiefs haven't been as as dominant as the names Chris Jones and Frank Clark would make you think. They they played good. They haven't played bad, but I mean, Zadarius yeah, and Preston Smith so, have been better. Yeah. Uh, here, so kind of what I was getting at, right? The, these teams are built to play ahead for the most part like the Packers specifically they're built to yes. have a lead and and rush get after the passer right that, that's why you say that they have a good D-line right they have, they have good uh, what the two uh Zedarius Smith and Preston Smith they have you know two good pass rushers on the edge um their secondary is pretty good um and I'd say the Chiefs are kind of built the same way their defense you know yeah um, well, that was good talking about the Bills and the Ravens. <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't really care about the Ravens, honestly. They. Uh... No, I'm kidding. I, I know we got off track there, but re- that's a better conversation because the Ravens are the Ravens, and I think that they have their identity, and I don't know what happens. They need weapons, but they don't have a high enough draft pick to get in the conversation for Waddle, Smith, or Jamar Chase. Those are the three big receivers. Um, that I think are all going to be a lead in the NFL, especially Chase and and uh, Devontae Smith. But we'll see who they draft. I mean, last year, early in the season, they drafted Patrick Queen, 
who everybody was saying was an elite rookie um, linebacker. He stunk the last half of the season. He was really, I mean, PFF had him ranked uh, second to last on their, on their grading scale. Now that's not the end all be all because honestly, PFF rewards other things that some other analytic groups don't, but I, I respect them generally. And he had a really tough second half. They need to surround Lamar if Lamar is their future, which I fully believe he is. He won the MVP unanimously last year. I'm not going to disrespect him like that, but they need to surround him with weapons because this is now a trend. His one playoff win, he put up 20 points against the worst defense in football, which is not not a, not great against, against Tennessee. Now Tennessee's defense, or I mean Baltimore's defense. Baltimore had a better defense than the remaining four defenses here, I, I think, right? That's pretty pretty easily established. Marlon Humphrey was balling out. Uh, Mar- Marcus Peters is good. They have Matthew Judon. They have a good good front. Um, but they, they, they're they gone. I mean, they held the Bills to 17. That's something to say. But, again, defense now isn't winning championships. It's You, you want to have a bend-don't-break defense with some good good people on there. But it doesn't matter if the whole personnel is great. You need like three or four names that you're like, this guy is a game wrecker, and then build the rest of them out with hopefully serviceable dudes, and then use all your investments on the offensive line and wide receivers is, what, is, is how I think football is moving. And Baltimore has not done that. And they also lost Marshall Yonda, which stung, and they lost uh, Orlando or wh- whoever – is it Orlando Brown? Is that their left tackle that they signed for a lot of money that got hurt that – no, yeah. Ronnie Stanley. Ronnie Stanley. They have Orlando Brown as well. Okay, Ronnie Stanley was a guy that got hurt like right after signing the extension for the most valuable left tackle deal ever. And uh, losing him was hard for Lamar, I'm sure. But um, I don't know where this team goes. I think there's a clear, uh, a clear hegemony in the in the AFC North, and I think it's the Browns one, Ravens two, deep down Steelers and and Bengals. So. Would you be? I wouldn't be surprised if Ravens make the playoffs next year. I think that they have uh, Harbaugh is a great coach, and I think Lamar is talented enough to lead this team to nine to ten wins, regardless of what he's, what's around him. It's just in the playoffs. You're, at some point, you're playing Super Bowl or bust, right? Not every team Super Bowl or bust. The Browns weren't Super Bowl or bust this year. You know, the 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 Bills weren't last year when they made the playoffs. Texans weren't, but now. Once you are making it a yearly journey to the playoffs, eventually it is. If we don't make the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl, it's kind of a failed season, even if we never had one with this guy, I feel like. Is that, is it, would you guys agree with that? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, their goal is the Super Bowl, getting a Lombardi trophy, raising up one of those Vince Lombardis. And I don't think that happens with their current makeup. They need to do some major uh, roster, roster renovations. So, good luck to Baltimore. Um, I like Lamar. I think he's hilarious. I think he's, I think he's a, like a legitimately great, great dude. And uh, I, I want him to be successful, but uh, you just, it's a trend. He's just, he just came up short uh, a lot in the playoffs compared to what we see in regular season Lamar. Yeah. He'll get better. So. Hopefully. Yes. Yeah. Show you get throw outside the numbers, Benny. He needs some weapons. Okay. Give him weapons. Uh, I agree. Uh, last game of the week, early game on Saturday. I woke up early for this one, folks. Not really. <laughs> What was that at? At like 10.30? It was at 10.30. I woke up early for this one, folks. Uh, Green Bay the Ram- Green Bay against the Rams. Um, let me pull it up real quick. Uh, I I mean, you kind of knew this was going to happen going into it. I don't know who picked the Rams to win this game. Goff, Goff played a lot better than I thought he would have. 
with the thumb. It looked like it was almost fully healed, which is not a great thing for golf if it was fully healed because he completed like 80% of his passes for 174 yards. He really wasn't airing the, he wasn't slanging the rock, you know? And um, the game was a little closer than the score indicates, I feel like. I feel like, uh, didn't the Rams have a scoring opportunity and they kind of squandered it? Am I recalling this correctly? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. It's, it seems like so this long ago. This seems so long ago. Yeah. Um, maybe they didn't. Maybe I'm just wrong about this. I, I mean, the final score was 32-18. So the Packers put up 30, which I, I wish I kind of assumed they would. And, oh, the, the Packers got out to an early lead. They were up like 20 to 10 or 19 to 10. And when that happened, it's like, yeah, that's probably over, <laughs> right? And the Rams actually battled. I, I give them credit. They battled and they 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 played a, a pretty good a pretty good game. But when you have Goff, who's not 100, percent and you don't have Cooper Cup, who is really good at getting open, it kind of makes it harder. And Rodgers had that one deep ball to was it Alan Lazard, the the really long yeah ball? yeah. I, I was listening to a lot of a lot of stuff pr- during this week about what games people are most excited for, and, and pretty much everybody was excited for Brady Breeze because it's Brady Breeze. But matchup wise and schematic wise, uh, people were the most excited about this game, the the Packers Rams, because you have the best defense versus the best offense, and it's more like chess. And everything I heard was that, you know. Aaron Rodgers has killed teams in play action and the Rams haven't been great against play action, but that's because teams don't use play action against them because you have Aaron Donald who is literally goes from run to pass quicker than anybody ever. You know, like if you th- in play action, how you, you read run and then it's not run. You switch to pass rushing. Um, talking to you, Benny, former football jock. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and- yeah, yeah, I've, done, I've done a few, uh, you know, uh, Aaron Donald uh, specials, you know. Yeah, you've done nothing like him. I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, you know, like Aaron Donald, I had one sack. Congratulations, glory days, baby. Woo! Congratulations. I think you had a hook and ladder too. I went to one of those. Oh, yeah. a couple hook and ladders actually. Yeah. You run that more than once. You're an asshole. That's all I'm saying. We ran it twice in one game. <laughs> yeah, you're an asshole. Successfully, successfully. Okay. Well, it's still an asshole. Um, <laughs> the the, uh, the reason they don't do much that was a play action pass. I remember that because when they did play action, they had great protection. And the guy was wide open. Are you going to say more about Timberland? Yeah, here's what I want. I want a pro pro comp from you, Sterling. Okay. So, you? so my, For you? Uh, yeah, yeah, here we go. So my senior year, I, I, I moved to tight end instead of running back because we had some running backs on the team who, who were good that, you know, they were, they were ahead of me. And uh, so then I was like, you know what? I want to play. So I want to play tight end. You know, what is my pro comp as a tight end in your opinion? Your pro comp as a tight end. Yes. That's a good one, Benny. Honestly, I'm going to have to uh, – let me think real quick. <laughs> I have one in mind that I think you're going to say to troll me. Dalton Keene for the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Jason Witten. No, Jason Witten's a little too good. Dalton Keene, I'll give you his career stats. Dalton Keene. Hey, hey, Ma- uh, Michael Huowamamanui or whatever his name No, is. he's a little too good for you too. <laughs> I'll give you Dalton King- Keene's uh, – career stats real quick let me bring these up he has Delaney played Walker, the, yeah that's a good one he has played six games for the patriots he has five targets for three receptions and 16 yards what one about fumble. Taysom hill what about Taysom hill one fumble yeah so in his in his three catches he fumbled one of them <laughs> so, what about yeah. Taysom hill uh a little too good for you he plays <laughs> QB too. yeah he got, he got a career win as a quarterback uh, i'm just messing obviously yeah you're uh, a dalton, king. A pro- dalton i wasn't king. good enough that a 
I wasn't good enough to have a pro comp. I'm just messing around. No, you're Dalton. <laughs> your pro comp is uh, someone who didn't play in the NFL. Yeah. My Dalton Keene next, uh, next year. <laughs> yeah, your, your pro comp is someone who tried out on a CFL team one time. Yeah. Yeah, you're Dalton Keene next next year. Um, well, good Thank good you, on you sir. for that. Good, good on you for that pro comp, Benny. Dalton Keene, how, how about that? Um, the the final Sterling's pro pro comp is uh, Drew Brees in about ten years. Oh, uh, the gold jacket. Even, uh, the gold jacket. How about that? No. <laughs> Thank you. No, no, no. Canton. No. Drew Brees once he's in a wheelchair. I'm coming to Canton. Um, so yeah, we're talking about arm strength here. Yeah, we're, ta- we're talking tools. Drew we're talking tools. Zero mobility, Vince zero Lombardi. arm strength. Uh, Vince Lombardi in his trophy case. How about that? Uh, the I don't know how much. Wh- where did the Rams go from here? I, I <laughs> their biggest needs quarterback. I feel like. They don't have too good of cap situation, but um, I they have Ramsey and Donald for long term, and if you have those two guys, you're going to be good. I I have no clue what's going to happen in the NFC West. I think that the team nobody's talking about that's going to be great is the 49ers next year because they have a lot of cap space. They can get rid of uh, get rid of Jimmy G for very little. It would be, I I think it's like I think if they cut him, they don't have any dead cap or very very little, so they can actually do a lot of maneuvering there to get who they want. That's a team we talked about Deshaun Watson, who you think he's elite. I don't, but uh, I think if you're, the, if you're the 49ers, that's a, that's where you are a quarterback away. Even though I do like Jimmy G, I do think that you, you can upgrade the skill. You can up, upgrade the position by training for Deshaun Watson. I'm not saying Jimmy G is better than Watson, but I don't know. That division's going to be tough, especially if Cliff Kingsbury gets fired, <laughs> which I think he will next year. So next year, it's all good. The Cardinals are going to really compete. But it's going to be uh, that division is really the tale of the dinosaur and Carol versus the three young guys who run innovative offenses, two of them to very much success. The other one is a coach that should probably be an offensive coordinator in college instead of the pros mm-hmm. <laughs> and Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. But it's kind of a, it's kind of a tale of, uh, of, you know, three verse one and Pete Carroll keeps entrenching himself in the run game, which is not where the NFL is headed. And the other three are, are, they run the ball very effectively, but they're running the ball with, you know, passing schemes and doing motion to run. Whereas the Seahawks are, you know, I formation or, <laughs> or under center, just hand the ball off. So that's going to be interesting, the division next year. But yeah, so our matchups next week are the ones, like I said, everybody wanted. It's the Chiefs and the Bills and the Packers and the, and the Bucks. And good quarterback matchups, the top four quarterbacks this year going at it. Expect a lot of points. I'm excited. I'm very excited for next week, and uh, we'll do our we'll do our predictions in the next episode. The final thing I want to talk about is head coaching hires and how we feel. So there's two teams left that have not hired head coaches. Those teams are the Texans and the Eagles. Adam Schefter put out a tweet today that the Texans' job went from the le- least desirable to the most undesirable. <laughs> What's that mean? Um, <laughs> then the same thing. That's the exact same. No, thing. I was saying it went it went from rock bottom and it went even deeper. We're in the core of the earth now. How bad that job is. <laughs> I feel like so. Well, we can talk about those real quick. Without, well, yeah, yeah. Well, now that Deshaun Watson wants out, if it, yeah, of course it's the worst. I think job, it's remember? a better job without not because Watson's bad. Again, I'm not going to make that statement, but they have nothing to be able to build around Watson. It'd be better to start fresh with less cap money committed to a quarterback and more picks because they don't have a first round pick this year or next year. Right. 
Isn't that how it works? Or do they have their first next year? It's very talent entrenched. So they, they're bad. The Texans, who knows where they're going to hire. Um, the Eagles, also pretty much in a, in a hellian landscape. A lot of people think it's going to be Josh McDaniels from the Pats. He did an interview there today. They wanted uh, Brandon Staley, the, the Rams defensive coordinator who signed with the Chargers. We're going to talk about it in a sec. It looks like it might be McDaniels. And uh, I will be a little upset if it is, but I think that that's a good opportunity for him. I don't think he's going to last. I think that's a terrible job. It's, it's a really bad job. Um, jobs that'll the, so the Texans and Eagles need coaches. Brian Dayball and Eric Bieniemy have not been hired. Those are two of the top three guys on the the, the people we're talking about coaching coaching searches this year after yeah. along along Robert Sala. Um, if neither of them get hired, if I was one of them, I said this, I wouldn't accept those jobs. But honestly. You chase the bag when you get the chance, right? That's a five or six million dollar a year increase in salary. Yeah. You get Especially you get they the give chance. You a long term deal, you know. Yeah, and they all will. They'll get they'll get uh get one of those Gruden deals. Won't be Gruden, but it'll be five Let's years. Solidly get five years, yeah. Five or six. That's that's pretty much the 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 normal amount. Um, so of course they should take it for their personal well being and, and financial gain. But next season, you're gonna probably get the Arizona and the Cincinnati job opening up. And I would much rather coach Kyler Murray or uh, or Joe Burrow over whoever Joe the Tex- whoever the Texans have and whoever the Eagles are going to use because I don't think it's going to be Watson next next year. I think it's pretty clear Watson wants out, which p- puts all wrinkle on things because the Jets, the Dolphins, the Bears, they all can trade a lot for for Watson, and uh, those are teams that should should do it. I don't think contenders should do it. So uh, let's go down this list. Give me one minute or less on each of these coaches. Jaguars, Urban Meyer. Ugh. That's one minute or less. Is that, is that your reaction? That's it? That's uh Yeah, sorry. Probably, Ooh, a little more, a little more of Chuck. Probably, yeah, probably the worst. Probably the worst or second worst. These projectile vomiting right, on camera. I'm done. <laughs> 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 I don't think I have any. I'm all in a stomach bath. I'm literally just throwing up air. What a, what a great scene. What a great scene. Um, okay, well, that's our guys' reaction. My reaction on Urban Meyer is similar. But, uh, oh, my reaction. I can't believe it. Makes no sense. Uh, we didn't. Benny and I talked about this last night, not on the pod, but basically like college coaching and jimmy johnson said this today college by coaching. the way i was pretty drunk i don't know if you could tell mm, i could tell uh college coaching and nfl coaching is a lot different and really realistically urban meyer built up one program in college it was utah he had alex smith they won a lot of games then he got florida florida's a power is in a power five conference where they have a history of greatness same with ohio state and he's a great recruiter i think that's pretty apparent in the NFL, yep. it's not about recruiting. You're not going to kids' parents' yep. households and saying, this is what we'll do for your kid at, at our college campus. You're dealing with people that make millions of dollars. And the college to pro coaching transition has worked out for exactly two coaches, maybe three if you want to put uh, Jim Harbaugh Jimmy in there. Johnson. If you want to put Harbaugh in there, it's three, but they didn't win a cha- championship. It's two have won college national championships and NFL championships. It's Jimmy Johnson and Pete Carroll. Yep. And Urban Meyer's taking over a team that has had, I mean, are we giving Jack Del Real or uh, Doug, 
Doug Moron. Any they're not good coaches. Doug Moron. <laughs> Doug Moron. Doug Moron. It's a good pronunciation. He's a terrible coach. Doug Doug Marone took this team, made it to the AFC Championship game, and then precisely two uh, and a half Dan years Quinn, later, got rid of every single asset. Built by Dan Quinn, the team built by Dan Quinn previously. Gus Bradley. Dan Quinn gets. It was Gus Bradley. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, not Dan Quinn. Gus Bradley. Yeah, built by Gus Bradley. Confusing Has, the bald Seahawks defensive coordinator. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best defense in the league at the time, built by Gus Bradley with Jalen Ramsey, AJ Bouye, Miles Jack, Calais Campbell, all those guys, right? Yannick um, Ngannwe. Yeah, Yannick Ngakwe or whatever. Uh, and then uh, Marone inherits that. They have one good year. They stuck ass the rest of the, the rest of the years. Everybody hates him. They end up just, instead of firing him, they trade all the good players. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, we'll just cut ties with all these yeah. guys. Marone, Marone, you know, Tom Coughlin. Talk about a legacy ruiner. It's not going to be remembered because he got the two Super Bowls of the head coach. That should be remembered. He destroyed a franchise twice. He destroyed Jacksonville the first time he was a coach. He destroyed Jacksonville when he was the when he was the head of football operations. Um, Urban Meyer. They granted this is a, a good plus for the job. Most cap room, first overall pick, multiple first rounders. I think multiple well, easily, second easily the most desirable job. Really good talent under the age of twenty five. Uh, I, I think that they're going to be decent next year and they play in a weak division, you know, the t- Tennessee and Indianapolis and, t- and Houston. Um, it's not a weak division. I just don't think there's anything elite Here, there. So here's what, here's what urban Meyer has to do. He just has to hire good coordinators. He's basically like a manager. You know, he's basically the, uh, he's a GM of the store. Kind of. Yes. So he's also so, a terrible star, Benny. He hard, he's going to hire Scott Linehan to run the offense. Scott Linehan is uh supposedly scott linan here's his track record let's look at recent dallas cowboys 2015 to 2018 offensive coordinator detroit lions 2019 to 2013 offensive coordinator st louis rams head coach 2008 to 2008 or 2006 to 2008 dolphins offensive coordinator 2005 last year he's the passing game coordinator for lsu what did the 2020 lsu tigers do when five and five so uh off to a bad start my friend urban that's supposedly that's not that's not a done deal. That's uh that's uh the reports. I think they also want Raheem Morris as defensive coordinator. That's a pretty good hire, um, in my opinion. But you're right. He's a manager, he's a he's a personality guy that culture builder. I mean, if Trevor Lawrence is what we think or is what I think he will be, and I I, I think you guys have the same same sentiments, they're gonna be a contender pretty quickly because Trevor Lawrence is gonna be an elite guy right off right off the bat, right? Kind of like Herbert and Burrow and Mahomes and all. And basically the new rookie QB is if you're good your first year, if you're not good your first year, there's problems, right? <laughs> That's kind of the, the new methodology. There's really no wait time. Um, so if Lawrence is good, this job, he won't do a bad job. They'll win games because Lawrence is is going to be Lawrence, you know? Lawrence! What's Trevor Lawrence's nickname? Murray! Can we give Trevor Lawrence a nickname? Does he have one? Godflow. Um, if he cuts his hair, he's going to be terrible. He needs to keep that hair. But can you imagine Trevor Lawrence at 35 with the long hair? Are we going to call him Charlie Whitehurst Jr.? I don't yeah. think he can. Yeah, he's, I think, when, how long into the NFL does it take for him to cut his hair? Herbert, it took one year. He got, he got his flow really early. Uh, Trevor yeah, Herbert, Lawrence. Herbert had way better flow, by the way. How, what, what are the odds? Uh, what is it? What, what's the head and shoulders? Head and Shoulders dumps Mahomes for Absolutely. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence dumps, or they, the Head and Shoulders dumps Mahomes for uh, Trevor Lawrence five years, or are they going to get rid of Paul Amalu? They, they won't dump Mahomes, but they will pick up Trevor Lawrence, guaranteed. 
You think they dump Paul Malu? You think it's gonna be? More no, he's like he's like a he's so a legend legend that always be in ads. Yeah, exactly. But in like in like three or four years, people won't remember Paul Malu. Yeah, they will. He's one of the best of all time. <laughs> a little overrated, if you want my take on it. Uh, okay, Dude, no, right. yeah, I mean, no overrated. Um, but okay, Urban Meyer. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be the the brand ambassador for Head and Children's if he keeps that flow. But I can tell you this: I promise you that. Patrick Mahomes, Troy Polamalu, and Trevor Lawrence, and Clay Matthews do not use head and shoulders, okay? I can promise you that. They're using salon-style uh, hair conditioner and and uh, and shampoo. Promise you that. I use head and shoulders. Didn't do much for my hair. Change it up to salon. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Yeah, it's covered in dandruff right now. Yeah. No, I, You should I, actually get some head and shoulders. Head and shoulders. Is it snowing, is it snowing in your apartment? Oh, my. Really? Head and shoulders gave me dandruff. Can you not? That's why I, mean, I didn't want to say it. Listen, there will be a class action lawsuit on your ass pretty soon, head and shoulders, if, if I find enough people. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, Jets, Robert Sala. Uh, 60 seconds awesome. or less. Awesome. It, amazing. I, I was surprised that this was actually the job that he took. Um, but I, I saw uh, Mina Kimes was talking about this, and she put it the best way. The Jets finally get a win that they want. Boom, Steven? No, I think I think they actually probably best hire so far. I like Robert Saul a lot. I think he's a, a real personality coach. I don't know if I think that I I cannot believe Brian Dayball didn't get this job. And I mean, I don't know how he's got hired. Like I said, but Robert Sala was in that tier one of it was Dayball, him, and the enemy, and it's he's the only one that got a job so far, and. um I think he does bring a good culture to the to the to the Jets, unsimilar to Adam Gase, who <laughs> his his introductory pe- press conference is insane. You know, every single coach hired in 2016 has been fired now. Fun fact: Adam Gase I mean, has been makes... fired twice, <laughs> two times. Adam Gase uh, in that time, which is which is amazing. Like that's actually amazing. Credit to Adam Gase. Yeah. You'll you'll be seeing him in Seattle next year for your offensive coordinator spot. Oh, <laughs> looking forward to that. Um, that just shows how much pull Peyton Manning has, honestly, because Peyton Manning's the reason he got hired anywhere. Two times. Peyton Manning endorsed him. That's on you, Steven. That's your fault. Your quarterback did that. Um, that's, not, that's not <laughs> your fault. It's not your fault. No, it's not your fault. But uh, Robert Sala, I think it's going to be good. They have so much draft capital. They have a lot of money. They're a team that should go after Deshaun Watson because they can trade their draft capital and still have draft capital. They can trade their the second pick this year. They can trade their pick next year. And guess what? They'll have the Seahawks pick in both of those next two years. So uh, you could do that and add a second or a third, and that should get the job done. And also, if they want Darnold, give them Darnold. And uh, I I don't know if they'd want Darnold, but you could, if they don't want Darnold, you can add Darnold to a different trade, right? Darnold will be wanted. He's a talented guy. He's had a pretty shaky career with, uh, you know, Mono taking out a second year. But uh, – <laughs> As a childhood disease, or a, you know, <laughs> when you're going through puberty and you're in high school, that's a that's a mono disease. How do you get mono when you're in your 20s? Who goes to clubs with mono? I, I uh, I got mono. Aren't you talked about that? We've Aren't talked you, about this before. Yeah, Benny, you're a, you're an habitual mono catcher. You're making out with some. Uh, I don't know what you're doing, Benny. You're doing some suspect behavior. I plead the fifth. Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Um. <laughs> <laughs> great movie great movie that movie Brad, that you've I, never that seen i've never seen, never seen. <laughs> <laughs> that movie Vinny. don't worry about it it's Love sexy movie. um 
yeah, Robert Sala, good hire. I want to see what the Jets do because the Jets actually can make some good moves if they if they do the appropriate trades and draft well to where they will be able to win seven to ten games next year legitimately. They weren't as bad as their record. They weren't a two and fourteen team, and so I I I like to see what they're going to do. As a Jets hater, I'm upset that they hired Robert Sala because I think that that makes the Patriots' job even harder. Falcons, Arthur Smith, heir to the FedEx throne. Does he care about this job? Oh, geez, my voice went. Does he care about this job? Uh, I'm, just, I'm just messing. I think yeah. he's done. Does he need to Does he need to coach in the NFL? He doesn't. I, he think, does I think with him being that know. rich makes him an even better coach. Uh, uh, he doesn't need uh, it. Uh, he doesn't even rely on the money. It's like, couldn't he? Couldn't he? I mean, not this, not probably not now, but instead of coaching, couldn't he just bought a team? He's always got a job at FedEx. Uh, there, yeah, he could be a FedEx. Right? There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of heirs to the FedEx throne. He has like six, yeah. five siblings. I looked four. it up, but he's he's worth five point six billion himself. Fred Smith is. Wow. Not him. Not Arthur Smith. Fred Smith. Yeah, but once he dies, he's okay. just by whatever team he's coaching forever job. <laughs> if Arthur Smith, if Fre- if Fred Smith passes and Arthur Smith is the is still a head coach. You cannot be a billionaire as a head coach. I, I feel. I, I feel like you can. Like at that point, you had to step down. If you, if you, if your, if your net worth is a billion dollars, you probably, you probably so, can't be a head coach. So if Arthur Smith, gets, if Arthur Smith gets fired, um, from his head coaching job down the road, and, and he gets blackballed by the NFL, and uh, he Blackball. talks to his dad about a job, does his, does his dad make him start from the bottom as a, a driver, or does he? Does Come he on, man. I just actually, I just Come looked on. it up. Arthur Smith is worth two point seven billion dollars. Arthur, uh, his son, is worth uh, four point six. He's worth more than his dad. You're looking at bad stats right now. You're, th- you're telling me Darren Ravel is a liar. Yes, <laughs> his dad has like the FedEx stock. Did Arthur Smith sell all his FedEx stock that his dad gave him and bought Bitcoin? Is that is that, is that the strategy that he's used? That would that would he would probably would be like in the top 10 if he did that yeah probably he just um, yolo called it on some bitcoin <laughs> um arthur smith is 38 he has been the titans oc for the last two years the last titans offensive coordinator got hired was mad lafleur remember that he's done pretty well in green bay for himself uh i i think that arthur smith has even been better with tennessee than lafleur was and really unlocked Derrick henry these last two years um the Falcons are is a tricky one because you're kind of in purgatory with you're kind of in purgatory with um, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan still is good. You have Julio who's at the tail end of, is wrong wrong side of thirty, but you have um, Calvin Ridley, who is phenomenal, and um, Hayden Hurst and a pretty good offensive line. Not much of a run game. Gurley wasn't really that successful. The defense needs work. I think this is a good project, and if they if 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 he can revitalize Matt Ryan's career, uh, they're going to be a good team. And this is why I think that they're going to be probably the second seed next year in the division, Benny, not the Saints, because I, I actually think Arthur Smith's really good at coaching, and uh, okay. I think so, he's I think he's good at scheming. So and the Falcons' offense is usually always pretty good. Yeah, that wasn't their problem this year. It was actually it was actually game managing was their problem. They got the big leads and they they lost them, which that's a good segue into our next team, the Chargers. Um, the Chargers hired Brandon Staley, the defensive coordinator for the number one defense in the NFL this year, the Rams. 
really came out of nowhere. I think this was his first year being a defensive coordinator. Um, yeah, he was a linebacker's coach before this. And it's the McVay coaching tree. He's also 38. His uh, his career trajectory is kind of uh, wow. I'm gonna give it to he you. Coach, he coached at a Division three football school. Coaches a became, wow. He went from wow. This is it. Northern Illinois graduate assistant, like a lot, like most people. Uh, St. Thomas. What's that? Is that a high school? No, it's a it's a very that should have, that should have been where I went to school. It seems like a lot of successful people come out of there. <laughs> yeah, uh, defensive line coach Hutchinson Community College, associate head coach, defensive coordinator, powerhouse, Tennessee College, uh, graduate assistant. So I did another stint as a graduate assistant. No one knows up with that. John Carroll University, defensive coordinator, James Madison, defensive coordinator, John Carroll University again. Got the defensive coordinator job again for two years. Chicago Bears outside linebackers coach. Broncos outside linebackers coach. That's a big step up there. Yeah, from John Carroll to, to the Bears. Uh, yeah. The Broncos outside linebacker coach. And then they he McVay hired him away from the Broncos to be their defensive coordinator. They should have fired Fangio and hired him instead um, in, the, in Denver. That's also a job that will be open next year probably. So we, when we're talking about next year's jobs, I didn't even think about that one. And now he's a Chargers head coach. I like him a lot. I think he – you could t- – like last year the Rams had the same defense and they missed the playoffs and – they gave up a lot more points and yards. So it is, it's clearly scheme. It's not just personnel. My only criticism of this hire is you have Herbert. Anthony Lynn was your old head coach who was a defensive guy, right? And wasn't he a defense? I think he's a defensive guy. And Dayball's on the market. You see what yeah, Dayball's done sad. with Josh Allen. Josh and Allen. so similar to Josh same Allen. Same exact build, uh, same art, same, yeah. same, same. And you have the digs on that team and Keenan Allen. Yeah. And so I, I'm not I mad at that. the hire because Staley did amazing as the defensive coordinator this year, but you had, you have somebody that would have been, you know, would have set you up for greatness with, if Dayball does what he did with, with Josh Allen with Herbert, right? Herbert had one of the best rookie seasons of all time. And I, I feel like they missed this chance here. Now, Staley will be good. I don't think he's going to be a bad coach. The Chargers have a really good roster. And if you have competent game management, uh, they, they'll win more games than they than Yeah. This is another team like the Falcons where they mostly lost games due to game management. And out of all teams so far that have hired a coach, this this is probably the best roster on paper. Oh, easily, I think. Like, not even. I don't even think it's close. Easily, yeah. Uh, um, so I, this is a good team, and I – I, I you could even make the argument that this is a worse coaching hire than Urban Meyer. Ooh. I don't think I would make that argument because I think I, it's a quick rise, right? Is a quick yeah. rise? Is it smoking? Is I, it smoking mirrors? Like, is this guy not that good? And we—that's what I'm that, saying. At least, Taylor, at least, at least, Urban Meyer has coached some high-profile teams. Yeah, even though they're college, but he he's he's coached those teams. I mean, Brandon Staley's never held a head coaching job, and his his closest thing was assistant head coach at John Carroll University. So yeah, uh, and he's young. And he took over for the great Wade Phillips, and basically just had the runway he was doing beforehand. So it's like, do we even know if he can come best, up with his own shit? Kind of yeah, a bum. Best personnel for that a defensive coach has. Yeah, yeah. If he if if the Chargers defense is as stinky as it was this year, they're gonna then then they're going to look back and say this is a terrible hire because this their defense is actually pretty stacked. I can't believe Dayball didn't yeah. get this job. You want to hire the guy that's going to elevate Herbert. Yeah. I can't like believe Dayball de- didn't get the job. That's all I'm saying. This is Dayball. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with that. I just This hire is kind of like, 
another reach for trying to getting another Sean McVay type. Yeah. And it so uh, far that hasn't happened yet. If Brian Dayball was hired to this job, I would have probably predicted next year that they win the division legitimately. Oh yeah. I, I, I would say compete with the chiefs. Cause uh, the chargers have been like that for the same thing with the Falcons, like the last like four years where like you think they're going to be, they're going to take that next step and be one of the, at least a playoff team that can compete and they don't. <laughs> yeah. I, I like Brandon Staley. I think he did a phenomenal job, but you guys, your points are right that he had the best defensive personnel there was. He, he obviously schemed well and he made great halftime, halftime adjustments, but um, really there's, I feel like there's more work to be done there. His resume is very bare. So is McVeigh's when McVeigh got the hire, but it's more like you're playing darts now, right? It's not, yeah. you're not hiring a thing that, a sure thing. You're, you're literally just throwing darts and hope, hoping this is the next McVeigh, right? And you have a coach for 20 years. Yeah. Uh, so far, the track record is not great. So we'll see if this one works. The final hire, which is, you know, in my opinion, makes no sense at all is Dan Campbell to the Lions. What? Robert Sala was a minus 200 favorite to get the Lions job. Because I, I described this a few pods ago. He grew up two minutes or five minutes from the stadium. The community in Detroit is the highest or the most, the biggest Lebanese community in America. He's Lebanese. His parents live there. He went to college uh, around there. Uh, he's from there. His whole family's there. And so it made too much sense for Detroit to hire them because that's the coach they would get. The personality they thought they were bringing in with, with Patricia actually being with Sala, right? And I think that would all make sense. And so he went to New York and now they're hiring Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell, young coach, 44. Um, he, he played in the NFL since, from 1999 to 2009. He played with the Saints his last year. And he ended up becoming the interim head coach in, in Miami in 2015. And since 2016, he's been assistant to the head coach and tight ends coach. So you're hiring what you think is a Sean Payton. Does this make any sense? How did he get the, is he just amazing at interviewing? Hey, some people are. <laughs> like this makes literally no sense. Where? Brian Dable, Eric B enemy. They the are coaches. Jacked. The guy's jacked. Maybe he, uh, maybe he... Um, him and who's the new guy that they hired? Uh, the 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 Fox analyst who's now uh, works in the front office for the Lions. Maybe uh, maybe he uh, intimidated him. You think he threatened him? He he won he won the <laughs> handshake. He won the handshake battle because he's yeah. So he didn't let go. Oh, no. oh yeah. Benny, we got the handshake battle. He Listen, dominated you... him on the handshake, and he said, "Hey." And Benny's then he said, been practicing. And then he said, "Yep, the, that's the guy." That guy, he, he that's, that's, that's he our guy. He his knuckles in his hands. No. If he can crack his side knuckles in his hands. He, yeah. he, he grabbed his hand and he said, he just squeezed the shit out of it. And he said, thanks for the job. That was the interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's said, an interview. That was the interview. <laughs> an interview. Hey, I'm Dan Campbell. Thanks this is going to be a disaster, right? We all agree. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I don't know anything about the guy. So I mean, you know, he was on the 2008 D Detroit Lions, the first team to ever finish 0 16. He's part of that. He's an alum, an alum of that team, player, not coach. Played on that team. Um, <laughs> the puke jacket squad. What team did he, what position was he? He was born a day after me. Yeah, hell of a birthday, April 13th, April 12th, is a little better. What position did he play? Tight end. Um, he played tight end. That's your. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's your pro pro comp, Dan Campbell. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thank you. He's Did huge. He he's six five and jacked. He had a ten year career. I do not remember him playing at all. He had a year where he had twenty two catches in twenty one. Okay, he had a really. He should not have had a ten year career with those numbers. That's all I'm saying. No, yeah, he's I'm an saying. intimidating uh, individual. Do you think they lied about him like they do with the Ravens fullback Picard? Oh, his weight? Yeah, Patrick Ricard is not 300 pounds. No, he's not close. He's a big man. He's a big man. He's probably two. He might be 270 at most. Yeah, they he's like, put him at 308. Okay, he's a buff yeah. guy. Do you know how? Do you know how? How? Sh- how shredded you have to be to look that big at 300 pounds? That's that's basically your Ronnie Coleman at that point. Okay, if you yeah, don't know who Ronnie yeah. Coleman is, you should look him up. He's not six that's three. Just, but... That's probably just the way he came into the NFL at when he played uh, defensive tackle. You know? Yeah, he's definitely lost weight. They didn't. They didn't change it. They haven't weighed him in a long time. It's kind of like how KD was listed at you know six nine when he came into the NBA, and now he's literally, yeah, literally he's seven foot. Six eleven. Yeah. He's taller than taller than most centers, so eh, they just haven't weighed him. And now everybody, everybody always brings up he's three hundred pounds, Al. <laughs> it's like a three hundred pound fullback. If he was three hundred pounds and he's able to do what he did, they wouldn't put him at fullback. They put him at running back because he couldn't be he's running fast. Uh, I don't know. Dan Campbell, bad hire. We all agree on that. Campbell's chunky suit possibilities. I don't know what's gonna happen. But the last two jobs that are open, I don't think Dayball and Bienemy should accept them. But it's actually kind of a tragedy that Bienemy isn't going to be a head coach this year, right? It feels like. I mean, maybe Houston offers him the Olive Branch because Deshaun Watson wants it so bad, and they think he can repair relations. Maybe it can. To talk about Houston, though. I said this in a few podcasts ago that I don't think it matters what Deshaun Watson said about the the GM hiring. Nick Cesario is a good hire. They paid two hundred fifty thousand though to a firm that suggested people and they didn't pay attention to it. Deshaun Watson said stuff they didn't pay attention to it. He they wanted to be paid a firm two hundred fifty thousand dollars to suggest who they hire. should hire. Yeah, and it's they did a good job. It's a good job to listen be a to firm. it. They didn't listen to him. They just hired Cesario and the guy that hired him, Jack Easterby, I think is his name. Let me make sure that's right. Yeah, Jack Easter by Easter Bay. He is. He's he worked for the Patriots in some capacity, but he is. Yeah, oh, this is how he worked for the Patriots. This is this is the guy that has done the GM search and now the head coaching search. James Harold Easter the fourth. Hey, Steven, you got the fifth. You got him beat by one. Yeah, got him beat. Listen to this, Benny and Steve. Is an American yep. Christian pastor speaker, author, and sports administrator who serves the New England Patriots as their team development slash character development coach. He's basically their chapel. <laughs> like he's, he's not a, he's not a sports guy. He's a, he, he's really? a preacher. He's a preacher. And he's still an NFL. He's still a football guy, right? Not originally. No, he's uh, originally like a, a pastor. I, I think I, I'm pretty sure. You look at this guy, he doesn't look like he's an NFL guy. That's all, that's all I'm saying. doesn't look like he's from the NFL. Um, and he got hired by the Texans from the Patriots to basically run their front office with Bill O'Brien. And then Bill O'Brien was fired, and now he's the guy in charge. And I actually like Nick Cesario. And if I was Nick Cesario, their, their GM that they just hired, I would resign. I'd go back to the Patriots and say, Bill Belichick, take me back because this is a disaster of a team. Uh yeah. Deshaun Watson has kind of like put put uh, 
put gas on the fire. Not, not, not in a bad way. It's probably what it's probably right because he sees what's happening there, but they're letting this guy run their team into the ground. Cal McNair, who inherited the team from his dad, there's problems there. Deshaun Watson kind of pointed them out. We don't need to really get into them that, that much, but that's a disaster of a job. And, uh, they're going to, if they trade Watson, which they probably should at this point, they're going to get a lot of picks and draft capital and probably a good player. And maybe the GM, if Cesario stays, which he's going to stay and the coach can, can craft something out, but this is a long-term rebuild. And then the Eagles to really re retouch base quickly is uh, you have Wentz, you have, well, why, Doug Peterson, why doesn't Doug Peterson take the Houston job and Bill O'Brien take the Eagles job? How about that? How about that? That'd be a good trade. You know, Bill O'Brien's going to be the offensive coordinator for Bama next year. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That's probably the best non-NFL yeah, head coaching job you oh can Oh, yeah. That, that's the that's like the redemption spot right there. Yeah, he will you be know? he will be a he'll be USC's coach next year or something. Yeah, right? you don't have a lot of you know a lot of pressure because Saban is the godfather there. He okay, he that's run- enough college football to talk. Okay, okay. Remember the rules. Remember the rules. I'm holding it in. We don't talk college football unless it's the the <laughs> the college football playoff. It's the rules of the pod. Uh oh, projectile vomiting again. Bill O'Brien. Come on, <laughs> come on. Um, no, I, I I think that Adam Gase. He, he can be hired. He's a free agent out there. Can you get the Houston job? <laughs> If you got the Houston Dude, job, Adam Gase, yeah, that if you got the Houston job, you got to relegate them to the CFL. That would be a planned tank. I hundred percent. That'd be hundred percent planned tank. Pretty kitchens. Honestly, Houston trade Deshaun Watson, trade JJ Watt, um, trade all and any assets. Hire Adam Gase. Go zero and sixteen for three straight years. For two years in a row, and, yeah, maybe maybe, maybe three. I take if two. you're hiring Adam Gase, wouldn't Adam Gase failed the tank this year? They won games. They they didn't get Trevor Lawrence, right? So you're hiring a failed tanker. Who coached the 2018 Lions? 2018? 2008. Sorry, I got a name for you. Lions? I got a name for you. Hugh oh, wait, Jackson. Welcome back to the NFL. Oh, Hugh. You got to be fired for a couple of years, and then you can come back. <laughs> Hugh Jackson, one in thirty-one with the Browns. Welcome back. Um, yeah, there you go. Both these teams are in shambles. Philly is the more desirable job because it's a big market team and they, they do have better assets in some, in some places than the, uh, than the uh, Texans do. And it seems like Deshaun Watson wants out. He he did say that if like the problem isn't if Cal McNair f- fires Easterby, it's Cal McNair being Cal McNair. If he fires himself, maybe I'd stay. Um, he can't fire himself; he's the owner, so he can sell the team. If he sells the team, maybe there's a maybe there's a healing spot there. But that team's in a bad spot, and um, we'll see what happens. Okay, boys, is that it? Any basketball takes? Uh, James Harden, KD look really good together. Yes. Kyrie. Hello, by by the way, I was uh I was wrong on Kyrie. It seems like he's gonna play again. I, I kind of I gave a hot take that I think he might be done for the year. Seems like he's gonna play again. Uh-huh. Uh, bad hot take by me. Quick, quick, you, quick. You, you bit on the Stephen A. Smith uh, call for him to retire. You you bit on that. No, but I think that was hilarious that Stephen A. Smith went and said he should retire. 
Yeah, what the hell? Dude, I love I radio. Spent, I love sports dude. radio. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. The hot takes are great. That's my goal. I try to aspire to that. I basically said you should trade Mahomes. I said that today. That's a good hot take by me, I think. That's a pretty good hot take. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 freezing cold. That's a freezing cold take. Is it? I mean, yeah. Chad Henney kind of led, yes. you know, led the team to victory, you know? And he did as good as Mahomes did. I don't know. Freezing cold take. Yeah, well, we see. Um, Basketball-wise, yeah, Harden looked great. 30-point triple-double first game. Luka Doncic is, is literally the best player since LeBron to come into the league it's it's uh that that's a hot take but i i think it isn't i mean lucas age 21 year is better than lebron's age 21 year um this year he's amazing and then finally mvp futures if we can get him on our side you know you should bet Jokic. he's gonna be a big man that averages a triple double and uh he has been playing out of his mind this year and that team and jamal murray's been playing all the weight he's pulling all the weight Pretty much, here's my MVP rankings. And then uh, if you guys want to give yours, you can, but I think we'll probably all agree. Uh, it's all a tie because it's still early in the season, but it's basically LeBron who's playing his career low in minutes. But uh, if they do have the best record, he has a good chance to win it. It's Luca because Luca is the Beluga whale. It's Jokic, who's a center averaging a triple double. And then it's KD, who's averaging 30 points off the torn uh, Achilles and shooting. What's he shooting? He's shooting like 60, 55, and 85. So 55 from three with um, – and he's been amazing. So those are the four. I think that you can pick your four, any of the four. Uh, problems with each of them, LeBron has Anthony Davis playing low minutes. Luka might not win enough games. Jokic might not win enough games. And then KD has Harden and Kyrie, which will then probably murky his stats if all three are playing. But if Kyrie retires or Kyrie doesn't play this season, you know, sky's the limit. So <laughs> we'll see. Uh, you guys agree with those four? Yeah, I like those early fours. Uh, Lomelo Ball. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, yeah, I don't I think he's. That. I don't even think he's in the rookie. Tyrese Halliburton is in the rookie of the year. That guy is. Uh, that guy would play on every single team in every single rotation. And I think him yeah, and Wiseman fell are going in the draft. Yeah, congratulations, Stephen. You got a. You got a guy that will be yeah. an All Star. Uh, Wiseman and and Halliburton are the two players from this draft that would play on every single NBA team. Maybe not start for every team, but they would they would get minutes. They would get minutes. They would be a sixth or seventh man. Yeah. So it's insane that he fell that far. He's great. He's been he's been phenomenal. They can trade healed and not really care now and get assets back. So okay. That wraps it up. I don't know how long we recorded because we took a pretty long break in the middle, but this might a be a long time. episode. I don't think it's as long as we as long as long as I'm saying, but um, good episode, boys. Uh, we will be back with our picks and our game game evaluations for the conference championships. I went this week against the spread. Let's do that. Let me let me give that real quick on yeah. you on your on your head. Um, against the spread. Let me scroll down. I went one, two, three. I went four and zero oh against the spread. Benny, you went. You went three and one. Steven, okay, the Rams. I was wrong. That's what one I was wrong on, right? You're wrong on the Rams. Mm-hmm. You're right on the other three. Steven, you went. Ooh, Steven, you went three and one. Also, that's a good week, boys. Four and zero, oh, three and one, three and one. I'll take. I was, gonna, it. I was gonna say I was like, if I if if I was like one and one and three, I was like, well, I did not bet that way, so. Yeah, it's it was a it was a good it was a good week. Uh my my I'm gonna say this in the next pod because that's gonna be a big talk about by me. But my 17 to 1 Super Bowl pick is still alive. Bills Bucks. Good for you. How about my, that? Uh, my 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 seven to one still alive. 
Titans 49ers is not still alive. Yeah, that one lost a while ago. Titans 49ers is done. Sorry. Both of your guys is still alive too, though. You have Chiefs Packers, Benny, at plus 325, a little pussy to 17 to 1. And then uh Steven, you have you have Bills Packers at seven to one. So that's a little, a little closer, but still both of you guys are cowards. Yeah, I also threw in the cowherds? Chiefs and Packers. Fallen cowherds. But if the if the Talk about Bills, a good hot guy calling coward, how about that? If, if if the Bills win next week and the Packers win, I also bet that the Bills would win the AFC. So I like I can, I can double dip if if the if those situations hit. <laughs> I like this. I like the next two games. I think this is what we need. I'm gonna be. These are the best. The best two games. I'm glad it worked out for this. Whoo! I cannot wait for the next podcast already. I have hot takes brewing for what I think is gonna happen. Speaking of brewing, Stephen brewing the fifth. Speaking of the fifth, Benny Kalawai drinking a fucking fifth. Okay, boys. Good podcast. Love you both. Bye soon. Peace out.